It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys are doing a lot of work at wide receiver ahead of the 2023 NFL Draft, and I mean a lot. Let's dive into it next. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon? The Cowboys are doing a lot of work on some of these draft-eligible wide receivers. What is your first thought on that? My first thought is that they already have a lot of wide receivers, right? I mean, they have three guys that you think that are are, playing level wide receivers that you want to put out on the field, a starting three, I feel like you, you could say. Um, but they clearly are not, you know, resting on their laurels just based on what 30 day visits we've heard, what workouts we've seen they've, uh, they've been attending. They clearly are not slowing down or, or, or putting a tamper on any of their wide receiver work. This is something that we saw early on. And I think a lot of us figured would kind of taper off once they, you know, traded for Brandon cooks, but uh, the Cowboys seem pretty determined to potentially take a wide receiver, probably pretty high uh, in this upcoming draft here in a few weeks. Yeah. So, we got some news on Monday that the Cowboys are meeting with Boston College wide receiver Say Flowers as a 30 visit uh, again on Monday. He's not the only guy that we know that is going to be meeting with the Cowboys. We've we've got a pretty extensive list. Uh, we can't reveal all of the names, but we certainly can tell you a few of them. So not only Zay Flowers, uh, we've got Quentin Johnston. We know that the Cowboys are meeting with Tank Dell. Uh, they ha- I believe they have a private workout scheduled this week. Um, we know that Josh Downs is a 30 visit. He told us as much uh, <laughs> at his pro day. We know that Jonathan Mingo is an option. I believe Rashi Rice is a local Dallas Day uh, yep. visit. I know the Cowboys like Marvin Mims a couple, uh, quite a bit. And there's some other receivers that haven't been announced yet that are expected to go within the top 75 picks that 
are also going to be in uh, visiting the Cowboys. It's pretty surprising, Lynn. I got I got to be honest. Yeah, I mean, just the sheer, sheer number. I mean, like, look, you only get 30 of these visits, and, and not everyone that you just mentioned is listed as an official 30 visit, but, like, the fact that the Cowboys – look, there's two things here that are shocking. One, the initial shock of the Cowboys just kind of throwing aside their previous wide receiver size templates mm-hmm. and just basically looking at the whole field. And then, two, the fact that they're looking at the entirety of the field of day one and day two wide receivers. I mean, that's – that's, I think, the thing that that's the most surprising is that, you know, look, would they is it, would it be surprising if they drafted a wide receiver in the fourth round if they no, if they like no. the value? No, not at all. What I think is surprising is that all the names you just listed: Johnson, Flowers, Downs, uh, Mims, all, all these guys. John, we already mentioned Johnson. All these guys are, uh, uh, you know, they're day one, day two picks. You know, one of some some of those guys are definite day one picks. Oh, like you know? Flowers, and we'll talk about Flowers in just a second. But like, that's a guy who it might need to be a little bit of a stretch for him to make it to you at twenty six. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you pick him at twenty six, you're taking him. You know, he's going to be a good value at that spot. So I, it's just, it, it is it's, very interesting to me. But say what you want about Johnson. Like at the time that the Cowboys were scheduling all this, I mean, look, they have their own thoughts on this. I mean, Johnson was a first round pick that the Cowboys were not going to get any chance to draft, right? Like, I mean, yeah. that's, that's the thing that may have changed now a little bit, but the point is, is that the Cowboys are doing work on wide receivers that they're not going to be able to get on day three. No, you know, they're not going to be no. able to, like, these are guys that they are going to have to pay premium draft capital to get uh so to me that indicates that the cowboys are probably pretty darn serious about drafting a wide receiver high in this draft well and we talked about this pre-show but like if you are i don't want to say dead set on drafting a receiver because i don't think they they operate that way right yeah but i think they're very interested and let's say they let's say flowers for example has a top 15 grade he falls to 26 they draft him to me land and that means we're going to see a whole bunch more receivers on the field this year than in previous years because you have CeeDee Lamb, who's going to play 95% of your snaps. You just traded for Brandon Cooks. You just restructured Michael Gallup's contract, so he's going to be here for the long haul. You drafted Jalen Tolbert in the third round last year. Now if you're spending another first-round pick, these guys are going to all play a lot. Let's let's step back and take a a larger picture of of what we've seen so far, right? Uh, you know, I think coming into the early part of the draft, we looked at the strength of the draft and you and I talked a lot about tight ends that are coming in, about all you know, the, the different levels that you can get from your Washington to your Kincaid's to your Portas, Laporta's. I mean, there's lots of these different types of tight ends. The Cowboys are looking at none of these guys. Well, like, that's I, I mean, bad. I mean, uh, hold on. Braid Willis from Oklahoma is the only one right now. He's not, he's not a tight end, man. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm claiming <laughs> him. It. I've claimed him as a fullback. So now, uh, those we could be see here in visits later. Like that, they they still have spots open. But like, it's notable that we haven't heard. Hey, Dalton Kincaid's coming to the star. All right, Michael Mayer's let's, coming. Let's do a little math with all this real quick, right? We hear uh, McCarthy talk about a change in protection schemes, right? We hear the talk about some concerns about about Terrence Steele playing right tackle a move to left guard I don't think that has just to do with the fact that they want to play Tyron Smith I think that that has to do with the fact that they're a little bit concerned about putting Steele out on the island if they do more five-man protection schemes if they do more five-man protection schemes that means that they are not potentially leveraging a tight end in pass protection to help out your tight your tackles and if they're not leveraging their tight ends to uh, occasionally help out with protections 
could we be seeing the groundwork being laid for this offense to include four wide receivers on the field uh, as a uh, not just a changeup, but as a as a heavier personnel package? I, I think that there is some 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 things to look at here. They they have a starting three. They just traded for Brandon Cooks, and then on top of that. They are now continuing to look very heavily at very uh, high quality wide receivers to draft high. I, I kind of like, I don't want to make any full commitments, but all those kind of separate disparate pieces don't seem so disparate to each other. They seem to be telling a story about a team that might be playing a little bit more wide receivers on the field than they have previously the last few years. Yeah. But Mike McCarthy said they want to run the ball more. Yeah, see, I mean, that's the thing. And that's the thing. This is why uh, we, we told you not to listen to that then. I mean, because, or at least I, at least I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure you were on board with me too, is because his actions don't match any of that. You know, Mike, <laughs> they McCarthy's, never have. They Mike never McCarthy's have. history has never matched any of that. Like it, it's none of that stuff makes any sense combined with all the other things that we're seeing, including the, the feeling that Terrence Steele may not be able to play right tackle yeah, uh, yeah. as a starter. I mean, if you're if you're desperate about running the ball, then you probably start the best uh, run blocking right tackle at right tackle. So, yeah. I'm wondering if this isn't all just pointing towards a shift in offensive like the personnel deployment sure. in a way that they do it. You know how it, it's easier to run the ball when there's fewer defenders in the box because you have all <laughs> these corners out there having to cover receivers, right? And listen, if you're Tony Pollard probably are loving this right like hey if i can get five man boxes to run against behind that offensive line sure sign me up i'm all in favor of this by the way this is exactly the way mike mccarthy and the packers built their teams in the early 2010s and we've we've gone over this a couple times but those teams had greg jennings and donald driver and randall cobb and Devontae adams and jordy nelson like they were loaded at receiver I wonder if the Cowboys are taking a similar philosophy or similar style here. And I would add, name three tight ends from that era. You no, know, there's one. Like Jermichael Finley. Who was a big receiver? Who was a big receiver? That's all he was. A couple other big receivers. I mean, he was basically a big receiver. So I, I think if if we're kind of going back to that as the template of what you know he, the personnel that McCarthy likes to run out there, it could be that the Cowboys are – pulling away a little bit from tight end. And and, and, and I think also it, it helps that they have two guys that they like in-house. So they, they feel like, okay, we got maybe what we need from for tight end if we are going to be playing that much more for wide receivers. And maybe that's the plan. We should talk about what tight end they like more uh, on a different podcast, but that's we'll talk about that later. Uh, Landon, let's talk about these actual receivers that the Cowboys are bringing in and why they might fit this Cowboys offense next. This episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. You've heard us talk about this mobile game before. And if you've ever thought that you'd make a good GM, you've got to give it a try. It's not quite as easy as you may think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build an historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're going to be responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances. You're going to be doing the negotiating with player salaries and free agency. You're going to have the draft. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be player uh, problems that pop up in the locker room, all in the ups and downs of the season. This is a challenging but realistic game world. 
Ultimate Football GM is completely free and p- playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want to and when you want to. Locked On Cowboy listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store that is Locked On all in caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Lane, and let's run through a couple of these receivers. We're not going to give super in-depth scouting reports, but I do find it interesting that Zay Flowers is one of their 30 visits because he historically does not match what this front office likes. 5'9", 182 pounds, 29-inch arms, and yet they're bringing him in. Yeah. What are your thoughts? It's 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 crazy. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just crazy because we spent so long kind of chasing the, a very specific type of, and now they're just looking at every single type of wide receiver. And, and, and you know, to be clear, the vast majority of the wide receivers in this class obviously fit that mold. I mean, that's kind of and, – and honestly, more and more we're seeing that the vast majority of wide receivers coming out of, of, of the uh, college are fitting that mold. So, you know, this could be a necessity thing. I, I, I mean, I don't know if it's only just a uh, change in preference with uh, Mike McCarthy, but – just there's, not talk- many, there's not many 6'2", 210-pound guys, even in this class. I think there's like three that hit that measurement. So sh- should we should we start by talking about a little bit about some of the smaller guys and see how they fit in the sure. offense a yes. little bit? So yes. I-, I would say that Zay Flowers seemingly is kind of more the exception to these guys. Uh, I'm sorry if we're just going to kind of group all the smaller guys together, right? Uh, to me, Zay Flowers, despite his size, can kind of do it all. Like I, I, yeah. I don't mind having a problem. I mean, despite him being very, very small, I don't have an issue with him being outside. I don't have an issue with him being a flanker. Uh, you know, obviously, I like that he's over 180 pounds. Like the other guys in this class that we're going to talk about are like 170. At least he's over 180. Yeah, and that's 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 really the thing, right? And maybe that's a, a little bit why there he's kind of a little bit separated from guys like Downs is that. You know, he is smaller for sure, definitely well below any kind of thresholds the Cowboys had previously, but he's still 180 pounds at that height is kind of solid. Uh, he shows, uh, you know, an incredible acceleration and burst. He can get up and, and get the football. Uh, he's got a my ball mentality. Uh, he, I think he's a little bit more than just a guy that you throw out into the slot and you kind of run tunnel screens to or short passes to. He can get down the field. He can do a little bit more uh, than all of that, than all the kind of, you know, gadgety st- type stuff that you see a lot of these guys run. He can definitely do the gadget stuff, and I definitely recommend trying to get him the ball on the yes. move. All that is definitely recommended. He's a punt returner. He's a kick returner. So if you wanted to, to to get him, and then with the idea that you're basically having a huge upgrade on Turpin, that that could be the thought process there. Um, I, I do think that uh, you know it's going to be interesting. He didn't struggle against press, but I think, you know, at his size, you wonder about how well he'll do press next year, but that's something that you worry about with all these guys. I wonder if he's one of those receivers that 
like his primary spot is in the slot, but you can move him around if you want him to be on the outside. But maybe you just have two slots, right? Maybe well, you just have slots I, on both sides. Yeah, for the Cowboys, right? Like, especially since you have three guys, you 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 can kind of do what you want to get him comfortable, right? You don't need to put him at at X where he's lining up on the line of scrimmage with yep. a press corner. If you whether he's the flanker and you're motioning him, whether he's a slot guy, you have three other guys who you feel a lot more comfortable moving around. So that's why a situation like this would be really great for Zay because you could really kind of just put him wherever he's best while he's still learning the rest of the positions in the NFL. I do think he's got a little bit of T.Y. Hilton in this game. And maybe yeah. maybe the limited time that T.Y. Hilton was here last year changed the way that they are looking at these receivers. Like, you know, we got to get some guys that can fly a little bit and that can make plays down the field. So I, I think of all the receivers we're going to talk about, Flowers is my favorite just because he can yeah. do everything – and he's above 180 pounds, and he's so good after the catch. So he's he's probably my favorite. We should talk about – we're going to stay with the smaller guys. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about Tank Dell last week. Go check out that episode. Josh Downs is a really interesting one because he's 5'9", yeah. but 171 pounds. And it's not like he has elite speed. He ran a 4'4'8", which is fine. It's fine. But, man, he makes every contested catch down the field. Yeah, and, and his speed shows up in his agility, right? And I yeah. think he had a, a really, really good three cone time, um, and that kind of that kind of plays with his uh, with what you see on tape, right? He's he's a he's kind of closer. Would you say that he's kind of closer closest to the Cole Beasley type of of slot receiver in the sense that he's quicker than fast? He's yes. going to get open. Yes. He's going to well, catch the ball like. My comp for him was actually a little bit of like the Tyler Lockett, where maybe okay, not the, okay. maybe not the elite long speed, but pretty quick, right in and out of yeah, breaks. yeah. And, and I think Lockett has a little bit more uh, deep ability, obviously, than than than, than uh, Beasley did. And I think that that's fair because Downs has a little bit more of that too, where he can get past you, and and he's got enough speed to get up the sideline if you yeah. need him to. Um, I would say he's a little bit more limited because of his size to play yes, on the outside. Yeah. He doesn't have that kind of speed that is necessarily going to threaten teams on the outside. So if he's going to win deep, he's going to win with route running, right? Or like yes, a double move yes. or something like that. So uh, a, a guy that uh, I think can be a, a possession slot plus basically for you. Um, if you need him to do a little bit more, he can, he can handle that as well. Yeah. Both of those are smaller receivers. They're probably flowers is a day one pick. I think downs, Listen, Down said he's going to get drafted between 20 and 40. I think he's a little bit more likely to fall into the second round. I think Tank Dell is probably more I, – I, listen, I know that you drafted him at 58 in a recent mock draft, but I, I still think he's like a late day two player. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, – I, honestly, I think it's going to be tough to see exactly where these guys are. I, yeah. I would say the entire second and, and top of the third round is, is in play with yes. some of these guys because it's really going to be about what teams feel about the size limitations. Yes, exactly. Uh, the one that is really puzzling to me is Quinton Johnston, who a lot of people have as the number one receiver in, the, in this class. Let's talk about him next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, we're back talking about the Cowboys' 30 visits and all the receivers that they brought in. I will admit, Quentin Johnson is somebody that I just don't see it with. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's a first-round receiver. I get the appeal, and maybe that's why the Cowboys are bringing him in, just for the fact that we don't know. We, we, we don't know. Uh, we don't know what he's, he's doing. By the way, we just got an update for me and Rappaport. Uh, we can announce now that Jalen Hyatt is somebody who's a 30 visit. I was okay. hoping that was going to get out. But yeah. uh, what do you see in Quentin Johnson? Because that's what I, I, I just don't get. Yeah, we talked about him you know, a couple weeks ago. And, and, and my thought process then was that I just felt like I didn't see enough there for him to be as a highly – I'm pretty sure that I wrote in my grade that I felt like he was going to be drafted way above where I would feel comfortable drafting him. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that you've seen a little bit of that kind of play out a little bit in his draft process. He's not quite the elite athlete that um, – I mean, he has the jumps. I mean, that, that part was not surprised because you see it on tape. Yes. He's, he's more of a 4-5-5 five, five guy, a 4-5 guy. Um, not not a sub four or five guy uh and 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 you know that i think the issue there is that he's supposed to be like an elite athlete and that's why you're kind of drafting him high because he has pretty severe drop issues um uh, uh, you know and he had severe drop issues in his in his in his pro day you know yeah, so i guess it was a, was a pretty bad pro day but yeah so i i you know i think he is a certain type and i think that that certain type is harder to procure and i think because of that he is being pushed up a lot but i i do wonder if you know if we get to the draft and he's a guy who starts falling because maybe teams seeing what we see right if like he falls all the way down to 26 I, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily, by default, love him more than some of these other wide receivers, but I have to think that he's someone that you'd have to consider if he fell to 26. This just reminds me so much of last year when we were doing this, and Traylon Burks was a 30 visit for the Cowboys. Like, mm-hmm. the same type of profile. It's a 6'2", 210-pound receiver that doesn't run great routes, that you kind of have to scheme him touches, and you don't really know about the hands these guys just make me really nervous and i i know it's, the upside it's just a different type of receiver right it's like it's almost like you're drafting the typical like body style wise you're drafting the typical wide receiver that you draft to come in and be right away your your starting wide receiver except he's on the plan of a undersized like gadget type wide receiver well, that, right cuz honestly you got that's the way he targets plays. and stuff he, right yeah I, I i saw the numbers from pff the other day he was like at the very bottom of this class in contested catches and his drop rate was the highest of, of all the receivers. Like he's a project. And it just, to me on the outside looking in, it seems like this is the exact type of receiver that doesn't work well with Dak Prescott. And, and the contested catch thing is, is extremely puzzling because I mean, the thing, the selling point on this guy is that he's going to be able to high point the ball above everybody. But the fact that he still doesn't like succeed at a high rate at a contested catch, it's like, what are we doing here? That, and that's honestly what I felt like while watching his tape at times. Again, I feel like we're trashing this guy. We're not. He's just, he's just a, he's a really puzzling player. That's all. He is. And it's, it's, it's like he does a couple things well, but like, it's like there's a complete mismatch between his athleticism and his skill set, you know? And, and it's like, I don't really know 
what exactly I, I think I would play him at the X and I would I would I, I mean especially in a Coriel system I, I think you'd love this guy as like a nine slant guy right big body receiver but the problem is is that he doesn't catch the ball well so it's like I, I would be really nervous about drafting him even at 26 but I have to think that you know there is upside there that is putting him in the conversation for sure at 26 I would imagine. Uh, and we should mention the other guy Jalen Hyatt uh, which, listen, the Cowboys were very, very much present at Tennessee's Pro Day. Uh, their wide receiver coach was down there working both Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman out. Hyatt, Hyatt's another one of these smaller receivers, 176 pounds. Now, he is over six foot, ran a 4-4-0, 40-yard dash. But if you want, like, deep speed, Hyatt has it. Yeah, and he's kind of another interesting guy too. You mentioned not necessarily the you know typical undersized guy. He's six. He's over six feet. He's mm-hmm. well over. I mean, he's got an inch on six feet. He's six one, a true six one. And but you mentioned not even one hundred and eighty pounds. He kind of played in a slot role a little bit. You saw him a lot of running kind of deep uh, nines from the slot and, and posts and stuff. Uh, obviously, against some really really good competition. His running mate Cedric Tillman is another guy that we should talk about at some point who's a, a little bit more of a traditional uh, body type body type wide receiver than the rest who, of these guys. Who may or may not be visiting the Cowboys as a 30 visit, but hasn't been announced yet. Just I will say, yes. I, but, I mean, I will say, it, having not announced it yet, I, I, there's probably some tea leaves reading that if you, if you could say that Prince was out there working out both Hyatt and Tillman, uh, that might be something worth, uh, you know, keeping in mind. Uh, but I, I will say Hyatt is a guy that I feel like you could play him a little bit at, 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 at a, as a Z, as, as a slot. He's got that deep speed. He's a guy that from the slot can win deep and, yes. and really press the, the back end of your safeties. Tillman to me is more of, if you draft Tillman, I think you could probably play him wherever. I think he could probably play a, a really, be a really good Z, but you could also play him at the X a lot more. Yeah. And he I, and feels I think, like a really good number four receiver that can just kind of do everything right away. Yeah, and, and I think that that's, you know, uh, I don't think he's necessarily similar in playing style, but maybe a little bit. Uh, but I think Cedric Wilson is a kind of an interesting comparable to him in yeah. terms of body yeah, yeah. size, speed, like athleticism, that. usefulness, right? Like, I think he could be that guy where, honestly, if Tillman hadn't had uh, kind of a, a up-and-down senior season, his junior tape is incredible. So, yeah. uh, in fact, he was, the, yeah. Yeah, he was the better wide receiver coming into the senior, senior year class. So in fact, he may still be the better wide receiver, but he didn't have the senior class, right. senior year that, that, uh, Hyatt did. So both of those guys very kind of slightly different from each other. Uh, and it just kind of shows you the, the real range that the Cowboys are viewing, uh, these wide receivers. Just to, to recap here, the Cowboys will have 30 visits with Quentin Johnson, wide receiver from TCU, Zay Flowers, Boston College. Josh Downs, North Carolina, Jonathan Mingo, who we didn't mention, but another one of these 6'2", 220-pound receivers, uh, Jalen Hyatt, we know Tank Dell, maybe another Tennessee receiver will eventually figure out his way to the star, Rashi Rice from, from SMU, Marvin Mims. I mean, you're talking like about 10 receivers there, Landon, of your 30 visits set. It's pretty clear. Cowboys looking into this wide receiver class very extensively. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't know if we're even reading tea leaves anymore. I think at this point we're just sipping the tea that has been made by the Cowboys for us. So uh, it's pretty clear that wide receiver is going to be a target for them early in this draft. 
All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcast in on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for checking out our podcast. Please go to YouTube, uh, subscribe over there. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.